Rock Rising is an artist-focused, nonprofit organization. We rely on listeners like you to keep going. If you want to find out how you can support a show, an artist, or give to our 2021 organizational costs, please go to rockrising.org slash donate. Thanks for listening. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that was, that's like some innocent shit right there. That's very innocent. Welcome to Looking for Artists. If you're here, it's special already. I can say that each week we do have a specialer and specialer or more and more special guest. Let me give the standard like drum roll and then you can uh, please give your name and uh, and if you want to, you can tell us kind of what you do. So here we go. Uh, drum roll. I can hear it. There it is. What's up? Um, hello, everyone. On this app, uh, it, it says my name is Crust. Um, that is not true. Don't believe the lies. Um, your boy, uh, Chris Williams, is in the building, the virtual building, because, you know, pandemic. Yeah. I yeah. Um, do music stuff, and I do uh, video media stuff, too, uh, like video and photo. Um, so that's that's just like the bare minimum about mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll keep it moving from there. Don't you also beatbox? I do. Hey, lit. Not me. All you. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, that was yeah, good, a little, dude. Little, little bit of stuff. A little bit of uh, jazz beatboxing. Yeah, a little bit of jazz. Um, jazz violin, to be exact. That was a thing for a time. Um, was it actually? Stephen Garapelli. Um, and. Huh. Um, homegirl who is uh, known for that stuff who i can't place her name right now so that's that's real good um dude can i just say thanks for coming on it's like i'm so excited because we've been trying to get this one to happen for a while and now it's like happening <laughs> right. yeah literally it's i think every time i've been like <laughs> out of town i'm straight up and going out of town tomorrow <laughs> and so it's like, well, i mean that's that's what that's what's beautiful is like you when i think about you um, like yeah. just per, on a personal level, but also professionally, like what you do, I think of someone who's always looking at the next thing and then going to the next thing. You know, I think Where? a lot of people want to have that type of a reputation, but, but very few people actually live it. And, uh, and so I kind of like mainly just want to get into that, like, cause you're always well, doing something, you're always going somewhere and, um, you're, you're kind of crushing it, dude. Well, thanks. That's, uh, high praise. I um yeah so I'm I'm headed to uh help a friend record um some music that they've been sitting on for a minute now um but it's also twofold so I'm I'm going to be recording soon um next month I believe still haven't locked down the date so probably the end of the month or early May um but uh I basically going to finalize some songs so since being in New York um I've not been able to get my hands on a drum kit <laughs> um and also like that with the pandemic and that sort of thing it just kind of practice rooms and stuff like that i haven't been able to get in the swing of things um yeah. so it'll be nice to be around uh you know musicians and uh music gear that i can use to help finalize some of my songs um so that's kind of the focus of the week 
And I got a tattoo that like is half done that I'm getting finished. And I think I'm hey. going to get another one for Elvit. So. Hey, two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Popping off, bro. Exactly. What's I'm that thinking. half done tattoo of? It's a rose um, that uh, my friend drew. Um, and it's like represents my, uh, you know, roses are like for dead people. Um, and yeah, my uncle passed and I was like, well, hmm. you know what? <laughs> nope. No, uh, yeah, he he was just kind of the guy uh, that was like super smart, like like biochemist, like in Clarksdale, Mississippi. You know what I mean? Which is like what? <laughs> and then like ran like the wastewater treatment plant and like had like what? four Cadillacs and like you know introduced us to like Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones and stuff like that. So just wow. all the like uh, family sort of like Christmas stuff happened at his place and just. You know, he just created this culture of like excellence, and so he was kind of the coolest guy to be around, and was very yeah. funny. And so it's one of those things. And, yo, yeah, and he was just stupid into like old music and like eight tracks and and like uh, you know vinyls and stuff like that. So you know, hmm. fond memories of all that. Well, so what about a rose? Why'd you pick a rose to symbolize him? Um, because I I think it's more of the fact that it was a confluence of you know my friend had drawn me this. Um, really dope graphic um and it just spoke to me and i was like you know what that's a rose and i need to get a rose for my my uncle and this is a the greatest example of like um you know synthesis when it when it just hits and you're like oh yeah that's mm -hmm. a yeah <laughs> sometimes you just yeah. see an image you're like oh that's exactly what that is and that's what that means for sure and um, it's not even a question of could it be different or, or better it's no, just, that's it's just like that's it <laughs> uh when i think of your tattoos i think kind of all of them are that way and i and i don't like locking people into like like i don't like when tattoo people or artists get locked into any specific style i think expertise mm. is cool but it's just yeah. like <clears throat> i don't want a tattoo artist to look at me and be limited by like an idea i bring to them but mm -hmm. your ideas seem to be like cool like a mixture of spontaneous but also very meaningful and intentional so i like mm -hmm as an artist or as a person, what, it, what relationship do you have to tattoos other than obviously getting, liking them enough to get them? Yeah. So, you know, it's so, so funny when I think about it because I grew up um, like uh, in a pretty religious setting. So um, it was kind of a weird thing where it's like, you better know what you're putting on your body. If you're going to put it on your body and, or like, don't put it on your body. A temple. You know? It's a <laughs> Which temple. Is really funny. Um, but I also kind of rejected that premise because I was like, you know what, if it looks cool, like that's it, <laughs> that's absolutely it. If it looks cool, that's great. Um, so it's kind of my approach I feel like now, but I also, um, think, uh, it's more of just like a passage of time, um, like a mark, a time marking, like a time stamp. Um, I feel like that way with recording too. It's like, this is like, I was able in this, I felt this in this season of time. I wrote this this way in this season of time. And when I recorded it, this is a representation of me in that season of time. Because I look at this, the first stuff that I did. I don't even know if I still have that CD, dog. And it's like, ooh, there's one song in it that's like, that's like, all right, that's pretty good. But man, the rest is like, whoo, like, <laughs> yoish. Yoish. <laughs> yoish. Um, <laughs> How do you spell yoish, bro? <laughs> Y-O-I-S-H, for sure. Um, I love it. But I... Uh, yeah, and then like moving forward, it's like each recording has gotten like better and better and better and better. And so it's like, oh, okay. And I feel the same way. It's like tattoos, it's like I have um, some tattoos that I'm like, that is 
that is representational purely of that time, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is kind of sick. There's like a like a, a shitty uh, a cab uh, tattoo that I got over the uh, summer. Um, that's just like a shitty st- stick and poke. Um, and nice. while I'm like hell yeah, I'm also like yeah, it doesn't like. It's like it's just kind of a shitty tattoo that happened at that time. Like yeah, that's it. <laughs> Some of my so. shittiest tattoos are my favorites. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. And also some of my shittiest tracks that I've made or like the shittiest like roughs, you know, the, the first straight up, mix. Yeah, we're, we're I'm like, like demos. That slaps for me though. Exactly. Like I know you're that like, no one else would want to hear this shit, but for me that just is fully representative. I think you nailed it. It's like you're in the room. Like some of that shit just sounds so awesome. That's why I feel like indie music is still around. Because <laughs> people are yeah. like, oh, does it sound like it came out of a tin box? Hell yeah. <laughs> Turn it Hell up. yeah. I love that shit. Juicy juice can vibes. Exactly. Juicy juice. Juicy juice. juice. Okay, so speaking can. of juicy juice, like little baby, baby times. Baby times. Um, uh, well, fun fact, I was running around, like kind of climbing on the walls and shelves of my pantry as a kid. Oh, yeah. And I slipped on one and fell on. They used to um, distribute Juicy Juice in the huge, like... Those big-ass cans? Yeah. That you had and to, I, like, uh, prick open and pour from? Good grief. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I slipped and I fell on that right on my lip, like, where my Whoa. where my two lips, like, meet in the corner. Mm. And it split that corner. Ooh. And um, so I have a spot? scar. A little Joker smile, half smile, like a Joker smirk. Um, but <laughs> Joker speaking of little baby times... And maybe even, you know, some of our f- first little cuts and bruises and mm. lessons um, trying to make it like full full circle here. Like cool. when you first started like recording, maybe even writing, but you know what I mean? Like actually um, manifesting your music. Mm. What did that look like? Where were you? What was going on in your head? What did that kind of tattoo of your life, that, that time, what did that look like? Oh, boy. Um, let's see. I was... Um sort of deeply involved in playing music as a part of um, uh, church culture. Um, I also was deeply invested in uh, playing and singing music as part of my school um, stuff. So um, violin and um, vocals and mostly uh, bass. And I think it really started to um, shift when I uh, picked up guitar around 16. Um, And... Yeah, I was just listening to a lot of stuff and just playing it and just playing so much. I would get straight up get home from school and just like play guitar for six hours. Um, but I, uh, so I learned a lot in that time and I would, and would end up writing stuff, but I didn't think I was writing stuff. I was like, oh, this is something that would maybe sound cool if, you know, mm-hmm. just so far removed from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, um, I think I was at um, school at one point. And a friend of mine was like, hey, come record this with me. I was like, record? <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, no, I, I just garage band. We're just going to do some stomps and some claps. We need to add it to the track. And I was like, what? So we're in this closet <laughs> stomping and clapping. And I'm losing my mind because I'm like, wait, there's a machine that's picking this up right now? Yeah. <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding yeah. me? Um, so that was kind of it. Uh, after that, I was like, wait, OK, I just got to throw everything I can onto a machine um, and see what what I can do. Um, and the other process was like, I got a loop pedal that somebody had given me. I still have it. I still use it. Um, Damn. and, uh, it was just like, Oh wow. Arranging. I can put all this stuff together. And then kind of the, the nail in the coffin, uh, no pun intended, uh, a friend of mine died. Um, and I was, it was kind of really bizarre sort of story. It was uh, his son's birthday. 
and we were going to, you know, pick him up to take him to his son's house and basically spend our last moments with him. Um, died on the sofa there. Um, so kind of uh, bummer, but it was really, wow. really uh, moving. He was so peaceful, you know. Anyways, the whole experience um, allowed me to connect with um, how I felt about it and put pen to paper. And that's kind of the first song that I wrote, um, you know, lyrics full on the whole thing. And I was like, wow, okay, this is how you can write songs, I guess. Um, and it kind of snowballed from there. Do you find yourself now still drawing from those kind of intense, I mean, I know you said it was peaceful, but that's kind of like, it. it I would mark that as an intense experience. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So do you find yourself drawing from those as a well of inspiration or or can you have you found ways to draw from kind of anything um i think that question is um a very good question i also feel like it's maybe a little bit misleading because i think that like you know based on perspective you know it's all really intense <laughs> when i think so i feel a lot and i think that there's certain things that could categorize as like being maybe, you know, traumatic or painful or, you know, extreme. But I do think that um, it's more of the fact that I don't know if there's any, um, the line is always blurred. I think that's always been a, an issue for me, but I think it's also a strength in the sense that, yeah, I feel a lot. And so, yeah, if you say that experience is intense. Yeah, like I like saw some cherry blossoms earlier and that experience was intense. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, right. I think drawing from those uh, feelings um has has been uh kind of the the process but i will say um it's a lot easier to for the more um intense experiences to to stick out you know right to to draw from right mm -hmm. i think what the challenge lies also is is in bringing it back bringing the like whatever it is that you're experiencing as intense, bringing it back in a way that other people can not only understand but mm. even possibly relate to and I think right. that that's, that's how we can, that's where the line actually does get blurred. Mm. It's like, well, who's agreeing on what's intense and what's not intense? It's let me show you what's intense in my world. Right. Yeah. So that, I, I guess you're right. That kind of is, it's like not a two-sided question. It's not this or that. It's mm. like, how do you make music, I guess, is the actual question. Oh, what yeah. do you draw from as a, as what, what is your well of inspiration? Because um, it does seem like, so many artists these days are not only getting by, but they're succeeding in making songs about absolute bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the the collective nothing. I mean, it all you know, mm -hmm. it's the void. All void, you know. But at the same time, there we can draw meaning from from anything. So I think I think what I what I really draw inspiration from is um um I I, I think it's more of uh. I want people to um, experience the the beauty in the music, and I want people to um, be left with an indelible impression of whatever mm -hmm. it was trying to be communicated, you know? And that mm -hmm. kind of leaves the possibilities open for um, whatever you want to talk about, whether it's like a flea or a flower, you know? Um, yeah. And I think... Um, the other thing that I think that sort of inspires me or I say motivates me probably more is a better idea is kind of the idea that like when I was um, 
first starting to write music and stuff like that, um, I was in the sort of scene and like hardcore, you know, emo, indie rock scene in St. Louis. Um, yeah, and I would sit buddy. down and write all these like brutal riffs <laughs> to just melt faces. And all this melodic stuff came out and I was like, I'm broken. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> I'm not fit. Like what why? <laughs> and I was like distraught, like turned upside down for like a month. And then I heard <clears throat> um block party and I was like, oh shit, that sounds like the shit I do. I was like, wow, okay. So I'm not broken. What the hell? And it's like that little piece of oh, somebody else does this shit too was enough to keep me going. And it's like almost to be that for somebody else <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah somebody do, getting man. stuck in a corner and being like shit and i'm like nah dude it's fine you're good and they're like what oh shit you do that too no way right um, or like i'm I'm hearing the same things you are you know yeah I see, yeah like or, I, i'm sharing part of the same perspective at least you know right or that resonates with me or whatever or you know like whatever it is yeah donald glover being represented on screen and i'm like oh shit black people can be like depicted this way that's insane all right right great now i can go and do likewise you know right um that weird sort of representation that totally matters that we don't get enough of so i mean gotta, i think it's also be that for that, other people and be that for other people that's exactly what i was going to say is when you when you find that out there in the world and you kind of you find someone that that resonates with you or you resonate with them it kind of incites you to do the same um so like what kind of i guess what kind of music what kind of sounds do you find yourself creating like what genre or style or what like what would you identify as uh now oh man that is ooh, that's a great question and I, I feel like every artist is like, well, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one's really like, yeah, it's butt rock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's like if Nickelback met Evanescence and they had a kid with rice. Like, it's no. like, no, nah, dude, what are you? <laughs> no, nah, dude, it's butt rock. Get over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I would say it's, um, uh, I definitely have like a punk ethos. So that definitely shines through regardless of what I'm doing, which is kind of funny and a little bit frustrating sometimes because I'm like, damn, that was supposed to be classical. <laughs> it's just like all <laughs> cutting through it. I'm like, all right, man, that's just who I am. Um, and then um, post-punk is um, probably more accurate. Mm -hmm. um, I like the melodic nature of the like bass lines and a lot of post-punk music, which if you know about post-punk, it was kind of like, so punk was kind of an answer to like disco. And like, nah, fuck that shit. We can do whatever we want. Um, and then tear it down, burn it down. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and then, uh, but you had kids like, you know, playing, uh, bagpipes on stage and like skirts, you know what I mean? Like it was just like anything goes, which is cool. Like um, truly punk, truly punk. Yeah. And then like sort of an, that like was such a blip on the radar, did a lot of damage, but it's like such a blip. And I think right mm -hmm. after that, I was kind of like, but dance music is cool though. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. why we so it was kind of like that ethos merged with like dance and dub um <laughs> which is music wild. is cool now yeah they're like well can we just dance though but and can we like, like both maybe yeah let's let's have the guitars and dance you know what i mean like yeah yeah they kind of put it together um so you got some like dub bass lines and some like disco beats and some like angular strange guitars and it's like mm -hmm. there you go uh and people are moving sense. Um, 
so yeah i feel like the polyphony i, I really like um those like multiple melodic lines happening at the same time kind of just making this you know if you play one riff of like a post-punk song um uh <laughs> like what well, i'm thinking of like disorder by uh Joy Division, like bang, 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 You know what I mean? Like it's just like sounds like almost nothing, but all together it's like what the heck, right? So I love that nature. It's almost like a musical mandala. Yes, great word choice. Thanks. But yeah, that is like that. Or and then like recently, I would say it's it's more in the um, I had a lot of run-ins with uh, sort of the DIY scene that's been happening for a while. So that's a mixture of it. And then uh, I think the final piece is uh, recognizing how much I love dream pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of being the sort of the groundwork. So I would say that like bass layer would be like dream pop. If you were to listen to it and categorize it, it'd be like, that's a dream pop song. Um, but the elements combined, it's like, yeah, that's punk underneath. Uh, post-punk sort of um with the polyphony and um yeah i think so that covers it i mean that's awesome very articulate also expansive which is cool um so if that's like what you would identify as and maybe even what you would aim like set your sights for what Mm -hmm. you're setting your sights for uh do you find that you gig out with gigs that are like in line with that or you kind of are your gigs all over the place and asking like versatility from you or what's going on with that? Oh, um, as far as like, um, you know, playing with other, you know, mm-hmm. uh, outfits and stuff like that. Oh, like you're, go- you're leaving tomorrow, right. To go record. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, that is going to be, uh, with a guitar pop project, um, called thanks. Kagool. <laughs> That's a cool name, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny, really, really fun. Um, but, uh, as far as like gigging and stuff like that, I, I, uh, did a, some string arrangements for a, a short film, um, a couple months ago premiered, uh, I guess last month now, cause it is April wild. Um, wow. <clears throat> but, um, so there's that, uh, I get constantly sort of called on to do some weird bass stuff. And when I say weird, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like whole slap bulk like that whole weird yeah oh cool um so i don't know how that came out or why but stuff too so yeah weird. Um, you're literally gigging out for like seinfeld <laughs> straight up <laughs> that one tens baby <laughs> what is uh dude what is like life kind of how has it shifted for you in uh in terms of the pandemic Oh, um, and then on top of that, being a musician and on top of that, being a, uh, like a musician slash artist, but living in the city, what does that look like? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, wild, (laughs) not as wild as I, it sounds because when I say wild, it makes you think like, Oh, it's so crazy. Um, and it's crazy in the sense that like, it's not as crazy as you would think it would be. Um, you would think it would probably be a little bit more bustling. Um, I would say, um, as far as the pandemic. And altering that, I mean, I was really heavily invested in going to shows and stuff like that right before this stuff went down. And I was making a lot of connections and put some stuff in motion that definitely just hit a halt and has been on pause. Um, So that's kind of a bummer in that sense. But 
the the good news is it's allowed me a lot of time to reflect and to uh tear down you know shitty processes and build up uh better ones you know Hmm. and also in the same sort of way mentally um tearing down shitty uh, processes and building up new ones Um, so what do you think the main like things that you're going to do differently are um as far as art or as far as life (laughs) uh probably art art got it um as far as art is concerned i think uh i recognize now that i can start um i used to just have a process of like all right cool here's the what the the guitar is doing and then let's build around that or okay cool here is what and it's like no it is totally okay to um find the nugget um and drop everything else and even rebuild from that nugget and when i say that Hmm. i mean like you could be going through um a loop or some sort of progression and be working it out and recognize oh this is what i want to happen with this progression right but then you get to a point where like the melody is like so good or so catchy or so something it's just got that quality about it and nothing else in underneath makes any sense anymore it's like cool well we built it up to this point and we got to the nugget let's drop everything else and restructure around the nugget because that's the best that this progression has to offer you know right and then that sort of restructuring gives you something that is like i don't know it's just it's a uh, crazy sometimes like i've i've straight up sometimes have have been sitting listening to a loop for like <laughs> no joke straight up 30 minutes because i'm like this is so so good <laughs> to me like i can't mm-hmm. get over this mm-hmm. and it's all because you found the best part um stripped it away isolated it and then built around the best part you know yeah i mean i think like artists in general people because artists come from human beings but like <laughs> pe- people uh are really comfortable with like thinking that something's done when they see progress at all and i think like americans like specifically if we see that things are getting done i think sometimes we mistake that for the thing actually being done or and it oh keep mm-hmm. going. well it's just like i i feel like there's a there's a sense of like naivete that comes with a country that's not only young but kind mm-hmm. of like writing on the the like writing on the the past and it's not actually kind of addressing the shit that's going on because like if you look at like kind of other countries that aren't doing as they're not as tumultuous as like our kind of political and social landscape a lot of people are 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 like just doing i feel like people it's easier to find people that are dedicated to one thing for Mm -hmm. like a long period of time yeah they're like dedicated to it. They'll see it through. And it's kind of crazy because like, even though they're committed to one thing, they'll, they'll have this huge journey and like process in terms of like personally or professionally, whatever, like a, even a farmer. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know, it, maybe it's just a generational thing where I, I see a lot of Americans just bouncing around, not like deciding on what they want to do, where they want to be. And there's like this weird like assumption, like I, I get like so many Marcos, Marco Polos, like I'm thinking about moving closer to the equator. Like I, I just need to get out of the country. It's like, what about <laughs> like, what about like the world and the climate now makes you think that you need to like <laughs> go start life somewhere else, you know? Right. I don't know. I mean, it's I a, have goals too. I have, I get, it's like, I want to 
live overseas, you know, for a few years and shit like that, that'd be dope. But I mean, first of all, especially right now, and second of all, like, what are you doing to better your community where where you're at? You know, right? Um, That's a huge one. But I also I also think it's funny too because I think you you said like people mistake um, progress for um, like a product, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and I think yep. that um, it's also the mistake of thinking that, um, you know, for instance, I'm going to write a verse now <laughs> and then just be so focused on the task at hand that you're not hearing what the hell is actually happening. Yes. Or like, I'm going to, I'm going to make a TikTok. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, wow. And it's like, cool. If you keep producing TikToks, then maybe your viewership will go up. But if you have no substance, then what are you even doing? <laughs> Why yeah. are you making even one TikTok? If there's no or even like on the, uh, like on the scale of like a, a nation, it's like, mm. I, I don't know. I feel like with everything that was said and with any progress that was made um, since George Floyd, like since George Floyd on, oh yeah, like we really haven't, like nothing's really changed. <laughs> and, and like people right. see progress like, oh, Trump's out of office. Right. And now, now it's back to a a real politician, and I think people kind of go back to sleep on a lot of those things. Straight and I know up. that there are people fighting and like calling Biden on his bullshit, and they're they're still with it. You know, it's yeah. not like they're turning a blind eye just because Trump's out. Mm. Like, but I do think that even some of those people, you know, even the most well intentioned people, it's just like, oh, great, did you hear that? Um, the officer that put his knee on George Floyd's neck, like he he's getting tried. It's like, yeah, he's going to. Okay, good. We're addressing the situation. It's like, nah, it's like, dude. It's, it is very surprising that he's being tried because historically that does not happen. So this is big, but also, what do we expect? You know what I mean? Like, why right. this is big and it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have it happened shouldn't in the first place. Exactly. It shouldn't be news that this guy is being tried because he killed a dude like what and it's a (laughs) difference between like specifying this is big like this is this usually doesn't happen and like having a sigh of relief like oh good he's getting tried you know and i (laughs) and i just feel like (laughs) right yeah oh the riots are done okay racism's over because the riots are not really happening right (laughs) it's like nope Mm -mm. oh man yeah it's just i was i was talking uh with a, a dude last night um He's called Joel. He's 62. Um, he's a black dude. He's married to uh, uh, an Italian woman called Gina. Um, uh, sorry to put you on blast if you ever hear this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Joel. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was just talking about how he was in the military, and he was like, "You, it's like that's where you realize how racist the country actually is. It's like just mm-hmm. the straight up most racist institution. And then those dudes come straight up out of the military." Um, and go straight to the police force. And it's like, well, yeah, man. No and they teach, and they teach, uh, like they taught us growing up, you know, right? like racism, it's everywhere in the sense that it's not that we're full. It's, we're not living in a country that's full of bad people. We're living in a country that is full of people <laughs> that are infected with racism. True, and that's why you can find it in your own home. You know, you can find it within yourself. So it's like I never can get a straight answer out of white people. Where I'm like, why do you hate us so much? <laughs> like, like just tell why? Us. Just tell mm-hmm. us. But they is can it never get a straight answer. It's weird. Yeah, is it because we're better at like everything? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is it just? It, yeah, it's probably jealousy. It's probably fear. 
Um, it's, it's probably fear, man. I mean, I think people are tribal. Like, I think True. if people weren't tribal to some extent, you wouldn't have culture at all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, the, so much of the most prominent things, like influential movements, like to me, are that were heavily tribal in the sense like people found each other and there weren't many people that felt that way, but the people that felt that way were so convicted that they made uh, millions of people feel that way. And, <laughs> Sorry, and I, keep, like I keep thinking of this in yeah. terms of slavery, and I was like, oh, yeah, that checks out. They're very tribal. They like felt very specifically that they needed slaves, and they affected this idea well, with millions of people. <laughs> and they did, and they did. And then yeah. even if we abolish slavery, like slavery was just a, one of the symptoms of racism. It's not... Slavery wasn't racism. And, you know, I think, again, mistaking progress for the end result. It's like right. people are, oh, man. you know, praising Abraham Lincoln. It's like, dude had <laughs> slaves. Dude, straight up had slaves. Also, he would not have freed the slaves. He also said, like, if it's better for the union to keep slaves, I'm keeping slaves. If it's better for the union to free slaves, I'm freeing slaves. Like, he was like, I am mm-hmm. Mr. Impartial. But, of course, he's not impartial. Because Britain was like, of- we don't fuck with you if you keep up with slavery and he was like all right heard right well i'll be right. in slavery <laughs> and that's it <laughs> speaking of america's bullshit um and 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 progress new york as of a couple days ago True. legalized Get weed it. say it say it which it, it's em. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do the sigh of relief because again it's like the, it's <laughs> like being like hey the guy who derek Chauvin, he's on trial like oh, yeah. it's like no dude weed should have been legal but <laughs> For sure. it is now yeah. that is huge but i'm not like I don't want to celebrate it because it's like you should we should that should have been done. But Absolutely. speaking of that, they're also expunging the records of right. pretty much everybody who has um, a, an offense against them involving marijuana. Right. What are your or weed? What are your thoughts on that? And like, I guess, where do you stand on that? I think it rules uh, on multiple accounts because I think that <clears throat> I mean, just to legalize it wouldn't be enough. Um, and I think they recognize that, um, either like shooting themselves yeah. in the foot. <laughs> Otherwise, I think right. the beauty of that is that there's so many, um, you know, war on drugs and all that was just so absurd and burnt a lot of people. And the fallout from that, uh, if you want to talk about it, even from like a race standpoint of, you know, um, mm-hmm. different people having different like code words thugs or, you know, whatever you want to call them for like black people and being targeted in that way. And then, you know, because all it took was, you know, an ounce of like weed and then could lock you up for, you know, however long. And then the three strikes mm-hmm. rule and the, all of that stuff where it just like severely tore through so many like underprivileged communities. Um, and so I think that, you know, especially nowadays for people that I know that have gotten like busted on weed charges, it's just like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, it's, it's really stupid. Dumb. So dumb. Um, and yeah. it's like, yo, what are you doing about them suburban kids with the cocaine and the Zans <laughs> and the fucking perks of the fucking, Oxys, yeah. Uh, yeah, Oxys, heroin, the whole bit. And it's like, man. So I think, I think it's great in the sense that I think it'll bring a lot of, um, redemption to some, to a lot of people who have been wrong. That's like sick. I think that's the best part, honestly. Um, and it's, I mean, I feel like in New York, you just like smell weed everywhere. (laughs) So it's like, it's like coming from literally could be anywhere. Um, so I never felt like 
I mean, if you have a bull, that's one thing. Or I, I never was brazen enough to be like bong in the street, but yeah, I, I definitely felt like Jay's in the street is old news. But now it's now it feels it's like old news. A, It'll a still party. get you still get you stopped and searched by the for sure. The old po nine though. Yeah, they got that side eye. That's the other thing where it's like the you know talk about like product or uh, progress equaling like product with the whole. Brianna Taylor thing, and then like you hear about like Kentucky, where they're like, uh, police are like vying to uh, enact a law to where it's like uh, illegal for you to, um, I think verbally harass is the term, the cops. So you could be out in a protest saying like your free freedom of speech, um, and they can arrest you for technically harassment. <laughs> oh wow! It was just like, okay, that's cool. What's up, Kentucky? Uh, you also didn't convict these uh, Brianna Taylor killers, so what's up with that too? Um, yeah, Julie just showed me a tweet that is pretty relevant from at Yedo Yeot. That's a terrible name. What? But it's crazy heroin has ravaged white America, and they are not any better at jazz. <laughs> <laughs> No lie, I feel like if um, I slipped into a heroin addiction, I would write no music <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was about to say, I think it's more impressive that black people slipped in heroin addiction and came out yeah. better with <laughs> Yeah, that's like further proof. Like, you jealous, bruh? You wish you could handle your liquor. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, man. I just downed some vodka. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> but oh, you're my God, it. dude. You got the dope feed lead with the hardest solo I've ever heard in my life. What is happening right now? <laughs> okay, so like speaking of black people making music, like yeah. it's clear that you make music. It's clear you have a whole thing going on. I kind of want to ask you like to introduce like your act kind of, like your your oh. your name that you go by and also like what if you had a like an artist statement at least for this Ooh. for your musical acts, like what what are you trying to do? What are you trying to say? Um what are you trying to do? What are you trying to say? Introduce your and who? Facts. What it? Who is it? Yeah. Who? Who? Who it is? What? It, what? It Those is. are just rough um, points. I was just trying to like spur it, yeah. spur you on. It's a. Uh, it's kind of a Venn diagram. I think the. Um, so as far so this is where it gets interesting um, because I'm writing some stuff right now that um, is going to pivot the music slightly um and as such i've decided to uh go with a different uh you know pseudonym moniker hell yeah bro name, um whatever you call it but it, um, as i'm in r&d right now it's being whittled down um amongst um different names you know so if you got any suggestions listeners throw them at me haha you could be featured for the rest of your life um i can also say um that the last project I was a part of was called I Can Japan. Um, and that stuff is on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Um, and that's got some uh, more, I would say, energetic, fun stuff. But there's also some bangers. Stuff, some bangers, if you will. Some They're all bangers. Oh, thanks. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's like as far as the music is concerned. And then... It's exciting to hear like that you're ethos, switching up, by the way. What? What is that? It's exciting to hear that you're switching up, switching oh, cool. it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just been I'm gonna... uh, sitting with some stuff for a while and then recognizing some things about myself and about the music, you know, ever, ever changing, ever growing. Um, 
Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I think the uh, other thing I'm supposed to talk about is uh, why do motivation, that whole thing. I think, yeah, okay, so two things. Um, one is uh, one of the reasons the project that I was a part of before <clears throat> was called I Can Japan. That was because, you know, in what year was that? Maybe 2008, I was like very severely depressed. Um, and like, wasn't like talking really, wasn't like eating really, wasn't like sleeping really, which is like a whole bad, nothing but bad. Um, and I remember I was super into this uh, site. Um, and I don't know if any of you guys remember this. It was called purevolume.com. It's basically like Bandcamp yeah. before Bandcamp. It was like a, it's a shittier Bandcamp. Um, hmm. <laughs> but uh, I had music on there and I would preview other people's music from all over the world, which I thought was dope. Um, and there was this one band, um, they were out of Japan and they had this song and holy moly, I, it was like night and day. I heard this song and I was like out of my depression, which is crazy. Well, <laughs> like, one I song. don't like to use that word, but I, but I really think it was some mental shit or something, but it was, it was wild. It was like, I heard this song and I was like, what? And then I was different and I'm like, okay, cool. I want to, I want to make music that like um addresses people's moods um for the better i want to make music that um creates beauty and leaves an indelible impression i want to create music that um represents like who i am and i want to create music that um uh touches people you know i think that's beautiful that's dude kind of the whole circle i definitely think that you can japan Oh, I definitely can. <laughs> oh, you you can. I've seen yeah. you do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, what's your favorite like? What's your favorite um, instrument to play? Oh man, I love every one, but for different reasons. Even the ones I don't know how to play, those are actually some of my favorite. <laughs> Same, yeah. Like, Fun. um, I'm like not half bad at the flute but it's fun because it's like what do i what is what happens if i do this or you know or the the trumpet or it's like oh man like f scale that's cool what what's, what's next um so I, I would say those are like the most fun to play but i think i love uh um i mean probably first love would still be a uh, violin just because i feel like the way that you can express yourself um on that instrument is so acute um and like sharp so it's like if you it's like he, it's like the difference between um you know it's like he meant that shit you know what i mean <laughs> you're right. playing through something and you have that a certain articulation it just like comes through uh which is that's which the is only wild. instrument that i won't like i i've never played or really touched one because i don't mm. want to I, I don't know i'm like afraid of it like <laughs> i don't want to disrespect it right on you're like screech don't do it nope not me yeah um, i'm like oh this is made with expensive shit too <laughs> yeah um Yo, call your guess, local luthier get him to come here and readjust the bridge on this <laughs> is that the name for it the luthier yeah the dude that makes the uh the violins look at you big dog listen you know sometimes when you're when you play violin for you know double digits <laughs> you learn you learn terms that you will use nowhere else <laughs> Yo. you're like yeah it feels like so funny talking to certain musicians sometimes um when we're like you know playing through music and stuff like that 
and it's like all right cool more like meta piano though and they're like bruh <laughs> what are you what are you on right now and i'm like oh dude it's just like it's not best of forte is meta piano if that's if we could just bring it down to <laughs> if we could just find that line you know like right now we're like meta forte we need to be like meta piano you know what i'm saying um, it's like bro just handle your business <laughs> You speaking Italian to me right now, bro. Yo, do you like reality TV? Uh depends. I think it's I think yeah. it's funny. Um regardless, because I'm kind of a I don't know. A commentator. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, ooh, look at this. Or look at these people being whatever they're being, you know? Um yeah. so I feel like that's yeah. kind of the real appeal, uh, this kind of sick voyeurism appeal. Where people are just like, ooh, check out these stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> like, check out what they're up to. Check out that, like, you know. Um, so I guess in that sort of way, maybe. But I don't, I don't, can't think of a show that I'm just like, oh, this show, like, bangs. Like, I'm just like, can't think of a reality TV show like that. Yeah, reality TV is kind of rotten. But it would be kind of <laughs> cool to have, like, some sort of a, like, competition-based reality TV that, like, takes place in a music studio. Oh, um, like, like testing producers that would be kind of cool but i don't know if that oh, exists yeah. well in um, that there case, is something with what i would say uh what's that uh doesn't kenny beats have like a, a youtube series where he just like invites oh, like, rappers know. in and just like comes up with a beat and they just like freestyle over it that stuff is that sounds dope. really familiar actually yeah um, what it's called I wanted to ask you about one thing because we, oh yeah, this was it. We, dude, we, okay, I have, this podcast is produced by Rock Rising. It's a cool nonprofit and uh, in the city, at least cool for me. Mm. And one of the cool things that Rock Rising did was they partnered with you and we made a thing that um, one of our friends, Jacob Davis, wrote and he was kind of presenting like, uh, certain things that were going on with rock rising at the time and i wanted to kind of like you know hindsight's 2020 even though i don't agree with that statement but (laughs) i wanted to look back at it with you on air and Mm. just ask you how you felt about it It, did you enjoy it i really enjoyed it i thought that it was like you, you you brought the heat but you brought it in a way that made people feel open and welcome you were prepared and then even after the after the making of the thing like you the way you sent me all the stuff was just like ah the organization ah the structure the system ah it was just like i was like "Mm." and then i was like wow that was really nice and i every time i think back on that it's like that i'm so fortunate that we had that time and that i got to work with you and then it's just like then the Mm. quality of your work was it just made it so much easier and more enjoyable very cool that's great to hear. Um, I love that feedback. Um, also, I'm going to save that uh, clip for my future employers. What's up? Um, <laughs> <laughs> verbal resume. Um, hire me, baby. Yeah, hire me, baby. I think uh, my day rate is 500. The point is, <laughs> um, I think that the that was awesome. I think that it was great to, because I mean, I write um, just as a weird hobby, because one of the most like, one of the like most fun nights I can think of was just me and a friend just randomly getting lost in a bit and that turning into us just writing multiple bits like all night long and <laughs> just Love on it. post-its, just like post-itting them up onto the wall and just like then like proceeding to get like trash and each like bit being like seemingly more funny. And like in the morning, you're like, oh, that actually wasn't that good. Um, 
but I just like the idea, like when you like writing jokes and when you're just like getting lost in the like imagination of like what if this you know um i love that or like being in writer's rooms and that sort of thing and so and i love the like you know sketching and sketch comedy and like just the whole thing so i just felt like it was so much fun to like help some of these jokes come to life being like all right cool so it's partly the writing and then the other part is like this camera work you know what i mean like so being behind the camera was kind of a uh interesting like how am i supposed to help tell this story to where it's you know serves the joke you know i mean and part of that was just i still I'm laughing now just thinking about the the books being interviewed. Dude, (laughs) I was losing it in that moment. That was one of the few edits where like it was funny from start to finish. It never (laughs) lost the humor for me. Oh man, it just got me. Um, And then just like like details, just like the air conditioners blowing, but just to accentuate the fact that that the books aren't talking, it just cuts off (laughs) during... Oh, dude, to me, they were always talking. They're just books. We can't hear that shit. <laughs> dude, that day was so fun. I remember that. I remember arriving that day and just being like, this is happening. And yeah. Um, it, yeah, for all the your employers out there, it literally would not have happened without Chris. He's an amazing DP. And, um, and then I also, we also had the, uh, the, the chance, the, the, what's it called? The, opportunity mm. to work with each other on set for a short film that i was in which was awesome oh yeah and so uh awesome. every time i yeah it was so awesome and then every time i turned around you you were doing five jobs at once and it was awesome <laughs> um <laughs> also pacifying like the the doorway culture because the doorman was not the nicest of kinfolk <laughs> oh man that guy was always oh. having a bad day <laughs> always having a bad day yeah it was like always. there were not enough coffees to bring that man <laughs> he was just not having it um he told me that i was wasting paper towels at one point too i was like i'm sorry i didn't know where your mop was um okay i'm not i gotta steer away from being toxic and that was a great so it's called jacob davis presents it's on youtube if you want to check it out chris was the dp link in bio uh and and it, it'll be great also if you want to hire chris for anything like that like you should and um it was a fun experience dude and um also oh, yeah i was just gonna say i have one more quote unquote like qu- structured question for you and then, uh, and then, like I'm good. I'll open the floor for you to say whatever you want, and then maybe we can play a game and be out. Word. Okay, sick. <clears throat> All right. Let's say that um, you have a, you could see yourself ten years oh, ago. Hold up. Can you pause real quick? I got to do a thing. Oh yeah. This is gonna sound kind of ridiculous. Oh okay. <clears throat> do it in the mic. I guess I could have muted this whole process in hindsight because you know how hindsight's 2020. It is, but we're not there. We're here. <laughs> hindsight is 2021, baby. Come on, crusty crust, crusty crab, crust, crusty crust casket. If you're gonna be was that it? Because I didn't hear anything. <clears throat> oh, cool. Well, I kind of pulled away from the mic, but yeah, we did it. Mic technique 101. Mm. Listen, learn it. Lincoln bio. It sounds different. Um, it's but true. yeah, you had a question. This Let's is go. me. Oh, I was just going to say, if you could see yourself, you know, 10 years ago, hindsight's twenty twenty, mm. and you know, and you see where you are now, it's mm. kind of crazy, right? Mm. But what, what, what do you think that if you could see yourself now, or let's say this, 
10 years from now mm. and you're looking back on where you are now, where do you want to be in 10 years? What are you oh, doing? Bro. Oh yeah. Uh, touring. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I, like I, just I, straight up. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, I think that it would be the, the stage that uh, I'm at at that point. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm working towards uh, bringing another full band together and hopefully that will be the meal ticket. Um, Hell yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I'm headed. That's sick, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, do you have anything you want to plug? Plug? Um, listen, <laughs> I'm the plug. No, the point is I've got some socials, I think, that I'm supposed to talk about. Um, I should say that my personal uh, Instagram is uh, at Jenny underscore death underscore. Um, and then uh, same, I believe, for my Twitter. Um, and you can find me Twitter. on Twitter. It's a, I uh, tweeted a um, tweet, sent a tweet to my therapist, um, which I feel like is the most millennial thing I can say. Um, Regardless, um, you did. I did. Yeah, it was did about they charge ADHD. you HD. Um, I mean, they they stay charging. Um, every like it's like every time you mention them, you got to pay them like fifty <laughs> bucks. <laughs> it's like, oh, you added me. That'll be another ten dollars. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm not made of money. That's why I came to you in the first place. And I'm like, we are. That's why I came to Twitter in the you. first place. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Therapy. So Twitter, uh, Instagram. I find that's 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 mostly it. If you want to follow I Can Japan, you can on uh, Instagram, Instagram and Twitter as well. Are you um, still going to be active, even though you're kind of turning a new leaf? Um, I mean, there'll, there'll be some stuff, you know, turning cool. some new leaves. I think we got some old songs that we need to uh, address per se, but um, yeah, we're turning a new leaf. Just keep your cool nose to the ground. If you're in a TikTok, well, speak. you can yeah. find me uh, Crust Casket. On TikTok. Also, uh, if you're on TikTok, you can get off. <laughs> also, it's if you're destroying on TikTok, our culture. You can just not be on. <laughs> yeah, because it's destroying us. Oh, um, and then with that, I'm just gonna say, dude, thanks for coming on. Uh, I do want you to help me. Oh yeah, we got. I need to talk to you briefly, but we'll do that after this. But I want to talk to you about my music since we're on the since we're on the line. Oh yeah. Um, but but uh, let's play a game. Cool. Cool. So this is, um, should we play the one that Achilles taught us? Do you remember how to play? Can you explain the rules? Okay. Uh, Achilles, our last guest, Achilles Stavadalaki, who I'm always nervous to pronounce his name wrong, but I think I got it. Uh, He made up this game. I think it's called One Word Tweet, where you go back and forth. He explained it so well, but you go back and forth like a one word story. You know, you're like once upon a time and you each take a turn and you just go back and forth and then when someone feels like the tweet is complete they say a hashtag for the tweet (laughs) okay got it so it's so uh, it could be like storytelling ends with a hashtag ends with a hashtag as soon as you are convicted or inspired (laughs) okay i'll start um Every time the rooster flies a 
rocket falls out the sky. <laughs> Hashtag Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Secondary hashtag cock rocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, like it rips. <laughs> Wait, did you make one? Yeah, I just typed it out. Oh, cool. Every time, every time the rooster flies, a rocket falls out of the sky. Hashtag Elon Musk. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that tweet, man. This should go viral. Okay. Well, thanks for making us go viral. Um, this was a great episode. Love it. Love you. Thanks, dude. Looking for Artists is a Rock Rising podcast. Learn more about us on Instagram at Rock Rising Inc. That's R-O-C-K-R-I-S-I-N-G-I-N-C. Looking for Artists is available anywhere you podcast.